3: Hello and welcome to the Oshmark Coffee Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined by Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker, Full House. G Hey. start with you. How are you doing, my friend?
2: You know, I'm, I'm just impressed that we have a Full House, so I'm also impressed about Jason Tatum's performance last, last night. So for yesterday, sorry, not last night, yesterday. So I can no longer call him a, a, a choker. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It was what a shocking, what a sh- shocking, shocking uh, performance by Tatum. So
3: 51 to to points, again. 51 points, most ever in a game seven, beating out uh, the Steph Curry, who, who just hit 50 in a game seven against the Kings this uh, postseason. season. Barwani well, buckets you were very impressed with Steph Curry game seven against the uh, Sacramento Kings your thoughts on Jason Tatum
4: it was it was remarkable especially considering the fact that he was one for 14 uh in the previous game before taking over but that's the Tatum experience it's a roller coaster up and down just like my emotions uh watching the Lakers and Warriors so congratulations uh-huh. to to you guys uh You, Jake, and Brandon, obviously, very exciting times for Laker Nation. And, you know, I was in denial for a long time. Um, It's not that I couldn't see the possibility, but I just didn't think it was going to come to fruition. And so for that, I apologize to all (laughs) three of you and to all of Laker Nation, because what a freaking remarkable team and turnaround truly, truly is.
3: Brandon, the Lakers are headed to the Western Conference Finals. My friend, Uh,
1: can you believe it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was it was incredible. I know our our money buckets tried to say when when the Lakers are up 2-1, the Warriors are going to come back. And I said the Lakers should be title favorites right now. I, I stand by it. I think Denver maybe is the only team that is playing better. The Celtics are still inconsistent. Like, I don't know why the Celtics are favored to win the championship. Like, I know Jason Tatum went off and had 51 points. They almost lost to the 76ers, colossal chokers. We knew they were going to choke. What do I say? Death taxes. I hate to say it. I love Doc Rivers as a human being. He's a great person, but death taxes and Doc Rivers choke in a playoff series. It happens every year. Harden is the same way. So I'm not surprised that they got there. Um, Lakers, I mean, what a, what a win, by the way. Uh, I knew they would win by 15 plus. I didn't know it would be by 20. Um I mean, the Warriors, look, same team basically besides Otto Porter Jr. But what I was saying to Buckets last week is Poole's not the same player, right? That's a huge difference. Wiggins was not the same player. Um, You know, Kuminga didn't get minutes. I think he deserved minutes. I think he's a pretty good young player. There were a lot of things the Warriors have uh, to address in the offseason, and the Lakers are not going to have an easy time against Denver, um, you know, the way Jokic is playing. And Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Lakers legend, Championship role players. So I expect the series to go six or seven. I think it's going to be a very good series. Jake, you were there in the building, by the way. It was your first time.
3: And I was surprised to hear this. Wait, so first postseason Lakers game since uh, they played the Suns way back in the day? Yep. Wait, so what? You were like four or five? I was like five years old. Yeah. I went with my grandfather. Amazing. All right, oh, so man. Set, I, and is, I, I was with my so grandfather
5: early. and I got food poisoning and then he dropped oh. me off at t-ball practice and I threw a ball over the field.
3: <laughs> That's a heck of a memory. All right, so set the scene. <clears throat> Lakers closing out the Warriors and you're there. You were just in Europe and then you come back to, to, to this team. Amazingly, they were 201. They were 2-10 in November. They're now heading to the Western Conference Finals and you were there.
5: Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it was kind of a weird game just because they were. I mean, they went wire to wire. Like there was no like big like shot. Like I'm sure when you think of this playoff run, like you think of that series. But I'm sure there's gonna be another game that you really like. You jump to when your mind's like the big moment on this playoff run, like Game Six. It was great. It was so fun to be there um, to close out that series in that way. But there was never any like tension in the building. Like at least not at least not on my end. Um, But it was it was great to be there. It was great to be back at a, a Laker game that mattered. Um, it wasn't cheap, but, um, you know, beer and food is just through the roof nowadays. <laughs> um, but it was, it was quite the, uh, it was quite the experience. Got there early, walked around, uh, downtown. It was just, everyone was just, just ready to go. Um, and it was, it was, it was definitely a fun, fun, memorable, uh, first game back.
3: All right, so now we have a rematch of the 2020 bubble conference finals. It's the Heat and the Celtics. It's the Lakers and the and the Denver Nuggets. Here's the thing: I think the bubble was real hoops. If you talk to guys who played in it, people who coached there, it was a high level of the basketball. That being said, these conference finals has nothing to do with what happened in 2020. You just have to look at some of these teams. The Lakers, for example, there's only two guys on the team that were back with the team in 2020, and I don't need to tell you who they are, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So I I, I don't, listen, it's low-hanging fruit, it's trending, like every like meme I see is, is about that. That being said, this turnaround for this Lakers team has been incredible, and it really hinges on what Brandon has talked about from the beginning. They're the best defensive team right now. And that has really played a part in not only the way that they've performed during this postseason, but really in particular, the way that they've played at home. Now, they will not have home court advantage. They have not had home court advantage. And and even, by the way, if the A-seeded Heat advance to the finals to play the Lakers, the Lakers will still not have home court. It doesn't matter because their, 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 their play has basically been steal game one, steal one game on the road, get home court, close out in game six. Brandon, I'll start with you. How do you see this series against the Nuggets playing out?
1: You know, I've dreaded this (coughs) this moment right here only because um, the last two series I have picked the former, not not the Lakers. Uh, I was skeptical going into the Memphis series and I was a realist going into the Golden State series. They proved me wrong twice. And I am scared that if I pick the Lakers, they will lose this series against the Nuggets at this point. Because every time I'm a picking a the opposing what's what's going on, Jake? I said you got a little like reverse psychology going on. I know, I know. So I I believe the Lakers will win this series in six. And I am scared to say that because... That could mean Denver is going to win this series considering I've been wrong the past two times, but the Lakers have the better defense. Denver hasn't been able to play a defense like this. The only thing Denver has going for them is they're 36 and six at home. Very tough to beat. Um, If the Lakers can win one game on the road, they will win the series.
3: Yeah, but by the way, and the text exchange, I text exchange text group. I talk about sometimes on the show that I'm not a part of just because it makes me so mad during these uh, games. Uh, <laughs> during uh, so I'm at Crypto. dot arena, and the Lakers are up by 17 in the first quarter. They're not going to stay up by that, you know that that uh, lead. You know, there's runs. This is a league of runs. Anyways, at some point, I think Brandon says something to the effect of, "We're playing like crap." Denver in six. So, you know what? You're right, Brandon. I think you – and by the way, I'm in the same boat. I I, I will say this, and I'll keep this going because of the reverse psychology. Good luck. I had Grizzlies in seven. I had Warriors in seven. I'll have the Denver Nuggets in seven, but you and I both know who I'm rooting for, who I'm cheering for. Um, This has been – Again, as a Lakers fan, this doesn't happen. You're not a part of storybook runs. You're not a Cinderella. The Yankees can't be Cinderella. The Cowboys can't be Cinderella. When you're a part of a franchise that has won 17 championships and has had the history that this team does, you're not going to be viewed that way. However, if you just look at what this team has been and was this year, again, below 500, one of the worst teams in the league a year ago, this season... Zero and five, two and 10, 201 long shots. They were the 13th seed at the trade deadline. 13th. So for them to be in this position right now, if they go all the way, if they win the championship, it's going to be hard for them to be included in this conversation. But this would be one of the most remarkable st- storybook comebacks in pro sports history. And Armani Buckets, we've talked about this. But by the way, you hinted at this before. And I don't know whether you really meant it, but you said, hey, can you imagine this team going on a run? Can you imagine them getting to the conference finals? And I was always, in my mind, realistic in saying no. I I have enough of a sample size. The problem that I made or the mistake that I made was that I kept on comparing this team to the pre-trade team. The fact of the matter is the way that this team has played together and gelled and played post-trade deadline, they've been one of the, the best teams in the league. Have you at any point allowed yourself to really truly think that they could go on this run?
4: Um, currently or, or in the last round? Well now, to...
3: well, now they're in the conference finals, but prior to that, because you did have moments when you saw this team play. Again, generally speaking, you did not think this team could go on this run, but there were moments
4: where maybe you saw glimpses that, that they could I mean how, yeah yeah I think there's always been glimpses I think even going back to the this sounds kind of crazy but going back to the New Orleans game in that first half the way that it was a must-win game and the way that they just came out with that swag and they just whooped their butts that kind of shows you a little bit of something now they were a far way away from where they are now Um, But, you know, going back to even the bubble, there was a moment in the bubble when Anthony Davis hits the game winner in game two against the Nuggets. That was the moment where the Lakers were down by one in that game. And when he makes that shot, it just felt like, oh, my God, okay, they're going to win the whole thing. That is exactly how I felt when Austin Reeves hit that buzzer beater. That's exactly (laughs) how I felt. And I know that you guys don't want to jinx it. I'll just say it. I had the Lakers beating Denver pretty handily, and I think it comes down to one thing, and we'll see early on how Denver can do it, but it's how does Jokic fare against the pick and roll, and the difference with the Lakers and all these other teams is you don't have to worry about one or two guys running pick and roll, Dennis Schroeder's going to run pick and roll, D'Angelo Russell. Austin Reeves, LeBron James, and now Lonnie Walker. They give all those guys the ball in pick and roll, and each one of them provides a different wrinkle. You can't guard them all the same way. And the one thing the Nuggets have that the other teams didn't have, I think they have the best guy to go against LeBron and Aaron Gordon because of his build and his athleticism and his size. So that is a little bit of a, of a challenge for LeBron, but when you have all this depth that you can rely on, I think it's a lot to ask for for the Nuggets and we'll see what happens. The, the way that the Nuggets win this series is if Jokic is the best player on the planet, which is yep. very possible. But I'm going to go Lakers and I think that they actually do this, it might sound a little bit ridiculous, I think they do this in five but it'll be hard to close out in Denver. But exactly. I
3: think I think that's why they've had so much success, where they they find a way to steal the first game or the first one or the first two games, do what they have to do at home, drop uh, game uh, five on the road, and then close it out in sixth. G. Hey, I'll go to you next, and then Jake. I mean, you picked the Lakers against the Warriors. G. Hey, it came to fruition. Now they go up against uh, the Joker uh, again. This the Nuggets team, by the way, is. Vastly improved from the twenty twenty team. It's a lot of the same key pieces, but they're not
4: the same team. Uh, Gene, can, How- can I jump in really yeah, quick? Sure. Though I'm sorry, we all we, we say they're vastly improved, but I, I just I, I struggle with that because it looks like a very very similar team it's, besides Yoke taking a the, step. I think it's the
3: experience, though. So I I don't think you okay. can. You know, I mean, you're not wrong because I think sometimes we just look at the 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 players who are there. And I don't believe that Jokic has not improved since 2020. Jamal Murray has not improved since 2020. When you go through what they went through, um, and and again, the difference there is they've been consistently good, right? Like they were, you know, they've been one of the best teams in the league. Now, the thing, the reason I, I discount 2021 more than 2020, because if you talk to any team physician, any doctor, like anyone who knows how what a player's body goes through the one thing that i heard was if you made it to the conference finals in the bubble which meant you spent about a hundred days there it was going to be almost impossible for you to go on a run the the following year and you look what happens in 2020 lakers nuggets heat celtics neither none of those teams went past round one so uh ga the nuggets and the lakers who do you like? Don't be mad, Laker fans. Uh-oh. Nuggets and Six. Nuggets and Six. So you like them to close Nuggets it out? Nuggets and Six. Like I like them to close it out.
2: I love the home court advantage. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, I, I like the home court advantage. Um, and no offense, and I and I get the defensive prowess um, of the Lakers and that they're great on D and they have the highest defensive rating, etc. Who's going to guard Joker? Who? Tell me. Because that guys playing, then <laughs> he's gonna get balled up. That's fine. I, I mean, he's.
3: A joker we we just, know, we he, know, we know. Jokic is not gonna play defense. So at least that's you know they kind of. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I mean, like he makes up for it on the offensive end, man, and sure. like in more ways than one. He it's not just him scoring, right? Yeah. He's able to make these passes that like I don't think that we've ever seen from a big guy like that. Maybe since Magic. Um, I, I just, I've never seen somebody play like this and I just, he's just too much of a factor. Now, if he's gone, then yeah, of course, Lakers, Lakers can, can advance to the the finals, but I I just don't, I just don't see it. And now that they do have, you know, um, Portis, they have, they have their squad back and you're right. The experience definitely helps a little bit to their advantage. So, um, Denver in six as we as it stands right now, Denver in six, Jake, who's your pick?
5: Um, I'm going to join Buckins. and go Lakers in five. Oh, I think, I think it's going to, I mean, look, if you, if Darvin Ham makes an adjustment, it'll be interesting to see what the starting five looks like. Cause if you throw a guy like Rui Hachimura into the starting five, that forces Michael Porter Jr. Or Jamal Murray to play defense, neither, which, which neither of them like to do. Jokic already doesn't like to play defense either. Um, I get what GA is saying about, about Jokic and it's just like the way he plays the game is so slow and methodical and it's different than everyone else in the league. And I think that's why it pisses so many opposing fans off. because it's just like, this is not the way the game is played. Like why, why is everything he does going in? Like he's throwing up little, like just flicking the ball up from under the rim and it's in the top of the bat. Like he's doing things that no one's ever seen. Like I am slightly concerned um, about him and, and I'm also slightly concerned about the way that LeBron and AD are going to respond to the elevation in Denver. Cause that's, that's just a whole nother factor um, with those guys running up and down the floor um, for 40 minutes a game. I'm not sure exactly how their bodies are going to hold up, but I, I mean, I've been saying it since the beginning. I'm not going to deviate from it. Now Denver just there's, I don't know why they just don't scare me. It feels like if you can slow down Jokic and I feel like the Lakers have enough guys um, who can do that. I like the Lakers in five. I can't, I can't say they're going to lose a home game. They haven't done it since the end of March. Um, So if they can steal one one of the first two, take three and four at home, and then i like them to close it out in
1: five. Yeah, um, you know, I I raised my hand immediately when Jihei was talking about the Nuggets um, just because I just think the the reason why I want to keep doing the reverse psychology thing like Arash, there's there's no place in my mind just analytically thinking about these two teams matching up that I see the Lakers losing this series. I I just can't see it. I know the road, I know the road games are going to be tough. Uh, They're already there for altitude training, um, which is a plus. I don't think people are, are I think people are forgetting this. The Nuggets worst possible matchup is the Lakers. This is a team that can defend at an elite level. It's been by far the best defense in the postseason so far. They have Anthony Davis, the best interior defender in basketball um, that can have some versatility and I don't think it's about stopping Jokic as much because he's going to get his it's about Vanderbilt being on Jamal Murray or whoever you want to switch on him shutting him down not allowing Bruce Brown and KCP to get buckets and then LeBron and Michael Porter Jr or someone else to stop his shooting and then you win the series in five or six I think it's very simple you can (laughs) let Jokic get 40 10 and 10 and still win you know, you just gotta—they gotta play their game. They gotta play defense. I'm interested to see Darvin Ham's rotations, but that is why I have the Lakers in six. As much as I want to do the reverse psychology and say Denver in seven.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the significance of Game One seems to be very big for the Lakers during this postseason. Really sets the tone for them to go into your building, win Game One again. They did that against the Grizzlies. They did that against Golden State. They'd obviously love to do that against Denver, as you mentioned, Brandon. They flew out on Sunday. So they are there right now. They've been there p- perhaps the majority of Sunday. They'll be there on Monday preparing for the game on uh, Tuesday. The big thing here is if they find a way to game, win game one and why I don't see them closing it out in five, but um, you know, if if they get it again, when you win game one, you obviously want to get greedy and try to find a way to win game two. Uh, they've, they've gotten blown out or it has not been close when they've won game one. Well, let's see how game one plays out. But, you know, if, if they can find a way to win two in Denver, that, then uh, we're uh, talking. But I kind of want to leave it there because when I, I come back, we have a lot of uh, degenerate gamblers here. And I, and I want to figure something out with you guys. Why is it that the Lakers were favored? They were the favorites for one day. One day the Lakers were the favorites to win the championship when they had a 3-1 series lead. Right now, according to Stricker Sports, according to multiple sports books in Vegas, Celtics are the favorite, followed by the Denver Nuggets. Then it's the Lakers. Why is that? Why are the Lakers not the favorites? We'll talk about that and more when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment.
3: in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, before we get back to talking about the Lakers, another team in our market, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights, VGK, are heading to the Western Conference Finals for the fourth time in the franchise's six-year history. hey you love puck, you love hockey. Uh, the Golden Knights, my friend, they are heading back to the Conference Finals. I do love hockey, especially
2: the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not watch this game last night um i i i was I was out and about with my mother Oh for mother's, yeah, Day. For mother's, mother's the Day. sweetest she's the best man she's, so she's, I, she's the
3: star she's
2: the star she is the star she is the star um for all those that don't know what that means. It's just she says that every single time at my games so um, <laughs> when when I was growing up so um, Yeah, um, I was with my mom for Mother's Day, so I, I wasn't able to watch this game, this epic game. But um, my my boyfriend told me that he, they basically closed it out um, after they uh, pulled the goalie. So they did. Uh, rooting definitely rooting for the for the, for the Knights. Um, I don't think I can root for anybody well, in the, the Eastern There's
3: conference. two but interesting storylines going into this Game Seven with Seattle and Dallas. Either. Yeah. VGK is going to go against our former coach, Pete DeBoer, in Dallas. Or you'll have this like interesting matchup of, of, of Seattle in year two versus Las Vegas in year six where, um, you know, listen, a, a lot of, of fan bases, especially in Canada, by the way, are not happy that these new teams, these expansion teams are having this kind of success. Um, Jake, I wanted to, to ask you about that. But also, seeing Jonathan Quick... In the handshake line again, he didn't play, uh, but see Quickie there, and again, some former Kings are on this Las Vegas team. Um, how does that make you feel?
5: It was weird. I mean, I watched most of the game last night. Like, like, I mean, happy for Quickie that he's getting getting another run under his belt, but I mean, it's definitely weird to see him do it in a in a different sweater. Um, I did not have Vegas coming out of this series whatsoever. I thought Edmonton was going to handle them um, pretty. Pretty easily, I was in five games, um, was my pre-series prediction. I mean, that line of um, McDavid and Dryside I know they weren't on the ice a ton together last night um, with Darnell Nurse out there and, and Vander Kane out there has been lethal. I mean, the number one power play um, in the NHL, hitting at about a 50% clip in that Kings series. Um, I thought it was just going to be too much for Vegas to overcome, and they went in there last night. Um, you know, in a, in a must-win game six for Edmonton and just, I mean, handed it to them. There were, I mean, two goals scored in the first minute. Um, Vegas got it to an early start. Edmonton punched back, went up 2-1, and then Jonathan marshall just said he was taking the game over with the second period hat-trick um, of his own. Vegas Vegas took, I mean, they took advantage when they needed to. Edmonton kind of shot themselves in the foot a few times with some with some bad penalties. Um, but yeah, I mean, Vegas moving on. Um, it, it's hard to see them... I would say losing to, to either Seattle or Dallas. I feel like they just, they just elevated their game to a different level right now. Um, especially with a six, six, uh, game series win over, over uh, the Oilers who coming into the series were the, were the cup favorite.
2: Yeah. I just want to say that Vegas just does it better. It's been six years since this franchise since this franchise started and they have never backed down. They've never not been in the playoffs. I to doubt this team now, I just
3: feel like it's very futile. So, I mean, I, I will I, say I get... though, G.H.A., that this run kind of came out of nowhere, according to a lot of my friends in Vegas, because the last season was the first season they did not make the postseason, I think. So, um, I think a lo- a- this run was like, where did this come from? So, again, they, they they've had sustained success, but again, for them to go to the conference finals for the fourth time in their six-year history is incredible. But also in hockey, there's
2: no parody. Uh, yeah. th- this is one of, this is the reason why this sport is so great and why I wish it would get its shine because there's no such thing. Like, e- Granted, last year, I get it, Colorado was a favorite, and they won, and congratulations, good for them, and good for Stan Kroenke and that organization. But for the most part, look at Boston. This is like the best oh, example yeah. of the favorite not being the favorite. You know, so you're just, uh, that's why hockey's so great. And that's why I think it should just always get it shine every single year. And that I wish the numbers reflected how great the sport was. Yeah,
5: yeah, really quick. I also yeah. somehow managed to talk about that game last night without bringing up Aiden Hill, who was phenomenal yeah, for Vegas, yeah. 38 saves um, after giving up two really early, just was nails the rest of the game. Um, didn't really understand this getting uh, Stu, uh, the, uh, Stu Skinner getting another start for Edmonton. He was yeah. pulled again for the third time in four games. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, just the complete different end of the spectrum when you came to the goaltenders last night. Aiden Hill was uh, phenomenal.
3: Speaking of the odds, and we teased this going into the break. Uh, we all agree, well, we all think the Lakers should be heading back to the finals uh, and, you know, in the way that they're playing defensively, that the way that they're playing as a team could win the entire thing. But according to Vegas, according to Circus Sports, and again, a variety of sports books out there, here are the favorites. Right now, the Boston Celtics at plus 110, followed by the Denver Nuggets at plus 220, followed by the Lakers at plus 290. And then the Heat are long, long shots, plus 1600. Um Jake, I guess I'll start with you before we go around the room. I mean, where does that come from? I mean, I mean, I, I, I get the, those two teams have home court, but my goodness, I mean, the, the Lakers have played so well.
5: Yeah. I mean, it, the, the thing that sticks out to me is that the Heat's odds haven't moved at all. Like you could get the yeah. Heat preseason at plus that 16 to one <laughs> and they're still sitting there if you want them. Um, I don't. I mean i think it just comes with the home court like i think it's just a very easy thing to do um boston i think still should be the favorite um and the odds reflect that but i mean the value i think the value on the board if you want to take the lakers to win the whole thing is you can get ad or lebron at eight and a half to one to win the nba finals mvp so if you think the lakers are going to win the championship i don't really see them doing that unless one of those two guys wins nba finals mvp that's probably your best value is you can get one of those guys at plus 850 opposed to the lakers to win the title at like plus 300
3: yeah uh brandon i I think we we both don't we we both agree that these odds aren't correct which again helps us out but your thoughts here
1: yeah i don't get the fascination about the celtics i know the roster is great but they have Arguably the worst coach remaining of these four teams. Um, You know, Joe Mazzulla does not make adjustments. It's lucky Tatum showed up in game seven. Otherwise, they would have been going home. Uh If he shot one for 15 again, and that's against the team that also doesn't make adjustments. Um, Doc Rivers is one of the worst in-game uh, game managers in the playoffs in history. Uh, I don't get it I would say Denver or LA has to be the favorite right now I know Miami that's sneaky look I think that that's where the money's at if you're going to bet on a series I think the Celtics do win the series just because they have better talent um, and the Heat don't have Tyler Hero but it's hard to bet against Jimmy Butler so I think from a betting perspective taking Miami series money line is smart and I think It's almost, I wouldn't say free money because the Nuggets could obviously win the series, but Lakers series money line at like plus 140 is good value too. You know, so I think it's going to be a Lakers-Celtics finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lakers-Heat or Nuggets-Heat, honestly.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go with the bubble rematch, uh, Lakers-Heat. And I understand it, the home court advantage, less so for the Celtics. I think that that's just more of um, the fact that they think the Celtics have an easier path to the finals and to win a ring. But again, the Celtics have shown us a lot of flaws this entire postseason. And if the 76ers weren't the biggest choke artists in the world, they would have been sent home in game six. I mean, which other team can see their star player go one for 14 in a closeout game and still hang around. That's a testament to how freaking pathetic the Philadelphia 76ers are. Um, But, you know, with Denver, I get it. They're 36 and, what, six at home, I think. And they've been a dominant home team all year. So the fact that they're slight favorites, I I understand it. But the Lakers have shown us that they'll take that home court right away from you. And I think they'll do the same thing in either game one or game two this this round. And I don't think Denver can win in L.A. So we'll see what happens.
2: Uh, I mean, I... Be- before i give you my my pick um i think my, my best bang for your buck i really wanted to wonder i'm i'm starting to wonder and i, I guess i always wondered this what's going to be um going on with doc rivers are, are, is oh, yeah. he done is he you know See, yeah. I mean, at this point at this point don't you go god for donya deuce has cut the cord like uh, i mean I, I i get it he's probably a great guy but at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's not about great you being a great guy. <laughs> Frank Vogel right? is a great so, guy too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he he's a wonderful person. Like, I, but
5: I think you... the Sixers have reached their ceiling with with Doc, right? Like, I don't see there's there's much more for them there with him at the helm. I mean, that's just my thought.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if if I were an owner, this is what I, mean. I would I I would get rid of him. Um, it would just make it just make sense because you haven't been, you know, uh playing up to fruition or um coaching up to fruition. So especially with the talent that you have on that team with with Embiid on there, just just him alone, right? Um that being said, going back to the odds, um, I mean, I, I am a Buckets fan right now, and I'm not talking Armani Buckets, I'm talking about Jimmy Buckets. I'm a huge fan. Of that kid, and I just I don't know. Like it, it just looks like another. It doesn't look like another rematch, but it looks like they could advance because this, like everybody's saying, the Celtics team is not consistent. So best bang for my buck, I would take. I take the Heat <laughs> uh, only because of that. Um, yeah, who do I think's gonna win it? I think that Tenvers do. So I think Tenvers do. Interesting. Um, I, I would.
3: I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Jimmy. By the way, I mean, two crazy stats about Doc, and again, I mean, these are not numbers you would uh, put next to a coach that you think is a Hall of Fame coach, and I think a, a lot of people, because of that one championship, think Doc is. Ten game seven losses, by far the most in uh, league history, and seven times he's blown either a 3-1 or a 3-2 series lead. It's incredible. I mean, that those are numbers that um, generally speaking, you don't have a job to get to that point. I mean, the reason no other coach has that is that when you blow a 3-1 series lead, like that's it. 3-2 series lead. That's it. When you lose multiple game says the guy's lost 10 game sevens, seven okay. times. He's had a 3-1 or 3-2 series lead and blown them all. It's, it's just, and again. Brandon, I'm right in lockstep with you. Love Doc as a person. Love him as a human being. I covered him with the Clippers. Great guy. But uh, there's no other coach that I can even think of that would still have a job with that track record. It's crazy. Um, One other big story that I want to get your guys' thoughts on before we close out for today, having to do with Las Vegas. The Oakland A's have settled on a stadium. They announced today the uh, site of the Tropicana. I've always felt this was the best site for a team. Again, no one in Vegas is an Oakland A's fan, right? Okay, so let's start there. So the the, the, the play there is not only to get locals like in line and, and try to get them on board, but effectively be a nice show for tourists. So, like, you know, if if you're in Vegas... And what are the options? Well, you can see the blue man group. You can see Chris angel. Oh, by the way, the, 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 the Oakland A's are playing the, the um, Houston Astros or whatnot. So they're going to build a 30,000 seat retractable roof dome, um, where the Tropicana sits. So that's right on the strip across the street from New York, New York, the MGM grand, the Excalibur walking distance, um, I think this is going to happen. I think it's going to go through. And I think the Oakland A's, by the way, are drawing flies in Oakland right now. So I don't think it's a big uh, um, step for them to play in a, the AAA ballpark in Vegas. It it holds 10,000. They're not even drawing half that right now in Oakland. Uh, Jake, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts. Would this be a good thing for the A's and for Las Vegas?
5: Um I mean it's tough, right? Because they're they're drawing nobody in Oakland. Like they just put out a ticket plan where you can get you can get tickets to all of the remaining home games. It's like like fifty something games for like under a hundred bucks. Which if you can do math, which I'm sure anyone listening can, that's about two bucks a game. Um so I mean they're begging people to come to the games in Oakland. And it's it's not like you're moving like I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's like when this when the Kraken were in Seattle, like that was a city that was just like fiending for a sports team to rally behind, right? Yeah. Like Vegas there's so much other stuff to do like you mentioned. Like I don't know how great it's going to be to like convince tourists because that's what they're that's really what they're banking on is that these the tourism and and the heavy population there is really going to draw people to these games where it's like you can go it's not like going to watch a basketball game where it's like constant action like getting people to baseball games in their like home cities is hard enough I feel like doing it when people there's so much other stuff for adults to go do in Vegas it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world um, but I mean, just, they need to get out of, like the scene in Oakland, it's so depressing. Like there are players talking about how it's so, it's just weird and uncomfortable to play there because it just feels like the, it feels like the COVID games again, because there's yeah. literally nobody there. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, I mean, it's sad to see in Oakland given like the history of that franchise and what they once were like, they, I mean, they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago, selling out the Coliseum. Um, I mean, I would have loved to see them be able to stay there and get a deal done with the city and build a new stadium because, I mean, the Coliseum is just one of the worst facilities in professional sports, yeah. but feels like we're kind of past that point. And I, I guess Vegas is this new nucleus of, of sports in the country where, you know, it started with the Knights and the Aces and they brought the minor league team in there um, with the Raiders. But... I think it'll be definitely a, it'll take a couple of years hopefully they can get some some local fans going there but it's going to be it's going to be
2: tough. So quick question, you yeah. guys don't think that cuz here's the thing that I love about Vegas is that when they got their new teams, they got you know the Aces, they got uh the Knights, they got uh the Raiders. The, the Ra- yeah, they got the Raiders. The locals embraced that stuff. Right. So they're they're very similar to Seattle in the fact that they're great fans out there. You don't think that they're going to embrace this A's team and be like, thank God, we finally got a baseball team.
3: My my hunch is that they will. And my hunch is it's really dependent on the team. So if if the team says, "Okay, listen, we're we're making this move. This this uh, listen, I I think this will get fast track through the local government. They'll get the public funds that they need. If they move into the Las Vegas ballpark, so they built this really brand new, the nice 10,000 seat AAA ballpark in Summerlin. So the good thing about Summerlin is like that's in the community, like it's not on the strip. If they do this right, if they really do a grassroots community, like get behind this team, this is your team, it's a locals team, all that. They have a few years before they're done with the ballpark on the strip. That being said, the reason that they wanted on the strip is because, listen, they may get, I don't know, 20,000, like, hardcore local fans, but they're really counting on 10,000 tourists of saying, and again, they're going to make it affordable. They're going to say, listen, you could either spend, I don't know, 20, 30, $40 to go see a show or come to the ballpark. and. We'll see how that plays out, but I think that that has more of a chance of working than building a 30,000-seat ballpark in Henderson. Uh, Brooke, what show do yeah. you go to that's 30 or 40 bucks? I, I want to go to that show. It's, like that. Prob- it's probably not a good show, and I don't think the A's are going to be a good team. Oh, I think- yeah, yeah.
5: I think the other thing, though, that helped the Knights and helped the Aces and helped the Raiders is those teams are semi-competitive off the bat. Like, the A's have a couple years. I mean, I know they've got some some promising rookies in the league right now, but they're they're not an expansion franchise. So they're just going off of what they have already got, and they don't have a lot. So, I mean, it's going to take them a couple years before these local fans see, you know, this team winning anything. Um, but it'll definitely help being able to get tourists of the opposing team into the stadium. Cause I mean, everyone, if you're on vacation, that's, that's one of the top things Thing for me to do is go see, I love being a road fan in, or a fan of the road team. I don't know if this makes sense or not. You know what I'm trying to say?
3: Oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like I love yes.
5: going into enemy territory, wearing my Jersey and, and knowing I'm and, the better team.
3: And, but here's the thing, Jake. I mean, the fun thing about Vegas, and again, this goes for like all the teams in Vegas. And we sense this sometimes here in Los Angeles there's a lot of the opposing fans because if you're going to go on one road trip, it's going to be Vegas. And I promise you if they have a team and you're a Yankees fan or a Cubs fan or a whatever fan, you're going to go to Vegas. And so they're, I'm sure they're going to try to schedule those big premier series against the Yankees, against the Cubs, against like the signature teams. On a weekend where it's a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something. Yeah, like
5: especially with the new schedule where everyone's playing everybody. It's definitely going to help yeah. them you know, bring fans in yeah. for sure.
3: Yeah, so we'll see how that all plays out. But listen, we're, we're there in Vegas. We're on the bet in Vegas. It is the hotbed of professional sports. It's the home of uh, the Super Bowl coming up this year. The Pro Bowl games we're hearing will be back there once again. And by the way, we got the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals and the Los Angeles Lakers. Are in the Western Conference finals. So we'll have a lot to talk about this week. So that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi show on the mightier ten ninety ESPN radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? A ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by fear.